0: Say the word, and I'll press the button.
1: Hey, He's forgotten. Oh, wait, no. Wait, you're doing song now, your, right?
2: Ian wants to use his new toys. Yeah, oh, yeah, but... yeah.
1: Do it. Go yeah. ahead. Well, now I'm worried about coming in late again.
2: Probably be the first time in your life you've come late.
1: Hey. Hey. To another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Ian, did I come early enough for you there?
0: why, Why does it have to descend into this? Why can't we just keep it vaguely professional?
2: It was fine. I mean, I can do vague... I can do vague. Would you like vague? I'm not so good yeah, on the vague second will do. word. Yeah, vague
1: will do. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Last week I was a little late on the and welcome this year. This week I uh, may have overcompensated a bit. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Everything good? Everybody uh, hanging out at home, watching TV, playing video games, staying safe from the COVID, all that good stuff?
0: COVID free, baby. COVID's over, mate. We're all back to watching football soon. Mm. Finished.
1: Mm-hmm. So, over. Mm-hmm. Fans in the stands, right, Christmas?
0: Yeah, yeah, all done, all done. Five, fans five, 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 in five,
2: stands, five. licking seats.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please mm. don't lick the seats if you
2: are. I mean, usually don't do that. Usually, <laughs> but, you know, it depends how on the edge people are now. We don't know. People haven't been outside. We don't know how they've regressed, in what sort of <laughs> feral form football fans may erupt back into the stadium. Yeah, that's very
1: true. <laughs> Very true. Everybody's going to start doing a Suarez and just biting people all around. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) That is not recommended given the current pandemic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the zombie apocalypse will only
2: hasten the spread of COVID. It's not good. Oh,
1: are we up to the zombie part of 2020? Is that... It's not December yet. I figured they would save that till the finale, but...
2: That that is the fucking season finale, that would be. (laughs) The denouement of 2020 has to be there. that
1: reminds me. Speaking of season finale and weirdness... They Did you guys hear about the giant weird metal thing that they found in the desert in Utah that then disappeared very shortly thereafter? Sorry, what? (laughs) So, in Utah, in the desert, in the middle of nowhere... No. (laughs) They were looking for, like... Scientists were, like, basically counting flocks of wild sheep, right? Using drones and stuff, and then they saw something shining in the desert, something like shiny. So, they sent a team to investigate it, and it was just a tall... It almost looked like an Xbox Series X, like it was just a box, just a cube, a very, very shiny silver-looking metal. Um, if you've seen Inception, or not Inception, Interstellar, it looked like the AI robots from that. It was just like shiny, a shiny cube. Um, the government, the, like, the people who own the land, who are like a government entity, were like, we don't know where the fuck this came from. It's way too far out in the desert to be like an art installation or a prank. No idea what this is. Uh, We'll keep you guys updated as we figure stuff out. Basically, this this would have been like two, three weeks ago. And then uh, today I saw an article, and I don't know how recently it was, but that was like, it disappeared. (laughs) And no one knows where it went. And no one knows what it was. And no one's claimed it and being like, yeah, that was my art project in the fucking middle of nowhere. And it was in such a remote area that they like refused to give out the coordinates because they were not sure that people would be able to get there and then not be able to find their way back out to society like it was dead ass in the middle of fucking nowhere in the desert ian you look like you know about this
0: i'm just you absolutely certain you're not just watching a film and blurring (laughs) you've been locked down a long time like all i'm saying is are you not just blurring reality and something you watched
1: it's a distinct possibility although if this is real that'll make for the one uh, guy
0: look a lot like will smith
1: i mean i haven't seen any aliens that i can remember Today, at least. <laughs> I'm not making this up, I swear.
0: No, I did see, I did see, I remember seeing a Google thing, I didn't click through, but I am rem- about some sort of tall obelisk thing in the Utah desert, so I, I know you're not entirely making it up, but I didn't click through, so i don't oh, no let's pick, no,
2: fuck that, no, no, don't oh. like it, don't like it. google <laughs> Googling it. No. <laughs> what have you found? If I picked just a picture, no, don't like it.
1: Don't like it. Very clearly alien technology. Not a fan. No,
0: oh, Chuck's coming down on a different side than I, th- I thought he would immediately take the piss out of you, but he's just going, no.
2: We just don't need this. We just don't need <laughs> We don't. We right don't now, just this. like there's, there's bats, people eating bats killed us, and then there's now there's like fucking super mink, and no one thought they were a real thing. We just thought like women wore them as scarves in the fucking 40s, and now there's... <laughs> big shiny metal oh god it's gonna be our like mars attacks
1: <laughs> ian come on you know me and chuck are pretty pretty uh inclined to buy into conspiracy theories and crazy stories and stuff like that so it makes sense yeah. that he'd be like oh fuck it's the aliens but december is coming so who knows what the world has in store for us um
2: father christmas please save, god. Us. For save, christmas, save please. us father christmas You're already home.
1: <laughs> what if he's the alien what if he's been a mole all this time no. scouting for no. that's why he goes everywhere he needs to scout every location on earth
2: uh, it's not
0: a mole moles are underground <laughs> don't take santa away
1: <laughs> <laughs> your uh your kid's got to be coming up on like finding out that yeah
2: he can't listen to this whoa, podcast whoa, whoa, yeah he whoa, can't, whoa, whoa, he can't whoa, listen whoa. to put this podcast whoa. absolutely not
0: yeah whoa first rule of broadcasting oscar you do not ever say that you never say that. Cause kids listening in the car or anything like that. So Oscar's wrong.
2: Yeah, just bleep that whole bit out. That one,
1: oh, one yeah, massive yeah, yeah. Just,
2: just massive okay. long bleed. Just,
0: just one long you never deal. ever say Oscar, that. Oscar, I
2: can't believe how long you said c <laughs> for <more> just then. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? That's the first rule of broadcasting. You never say <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah definitely over here it is um all right we're definitely going for a while on the introductory banter this week so <laughs> let's get to the actual podcast because shock horror um, i don't
2: want to talk about football
1: yeah yeah uh. um not much to say this week but we are the miles Offside podcast one american two brits we talk about the premier league um for the most part although obviously we go off topic a lot if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are very happy to have you. We love it.
0: We are a pro-Santa podcast.
1: We are a pro-Santa, pro-soccer, pro-alien <laughs> That's pro going to make no sense. Prob- yeah, sure. It's all right.
2: So, so pro-Christmas. I put up a Christmas tree yesterday. Well, I say I did. Uh, <laughs> mm. Gina put up a Christmas tree yesterday. That's good.
1: Nice. We did it on Saturday, was us.
2: Um, yeah, I know. My missus was shocked that you put it up so late, Oscar.
1: I know, I know. It's, it's been a... It's been a year. Well,
2: only only the tree went up. The lights
0: have been up since March, or last year. <laughs> I mean,
2: you know, this was, this was just the last piece in the puzzle. Literally, as he moved house, he just put them up again.
1: <laughs> totally. 100% true. Um, <laughs> if you are returning, thank you. We're happy to have you. Give us a review, share it, tell a friend, etc. And uh, we will start things off, as we always do on this show, with our... <clears throat> Rapid, rapid, rapid-fire news. Our top story this evening. Former England defender Julian Lescott says he didn't know he had joined Racing Murcia after the Spanish fourth-tier <laughs> club had announced his signing. Lescott, 38, retired in 2017 after a 17-year career which included spells at Wolves, Everton, and Manchester City. Racing said he would play in their Copa del Rey first-round tie against La Liga side Levante. On the 16th of December, there's been an offer for me to go and take part in a game in Spain, which I'm exploring, said Lescott. By next week, I should know whether it's genuine or not. I didn't know I'd signed. It appears I'm coming out of retirement, but I would be <laughs> participating in one game and that would be it. <laughs> How not across your affairs
0: do you have to be that you don't know that you've got a job? <laughs> That's just absolutely ridiculous.
2: Yeah, like I, I'm not pro admin but that's <laughs> famously that's that's a shocking dereliction of just knowing where the fuck you are like what he's jo- like oh, i did not even realize i joined a football club
1: was he drinking maybe it's a language thing like do we think he speaks spanish did he just get really confused thought he was like ordering tacos on a tuesday and then turns out he's signed up to play in a Copa del rey <laughs> match now like what what happened there maybe he thought
2: he was going to the formula one or something like, they got racing in their name it was just like driving
0: yeah, how did that conversation go, though? He just went, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how that conversation went with his agent, not <laughs> listening at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it turns out, oh, I've got to turn up somewhere. Okay, fucking hell. That's, it's just ridiculous. This is the same guy who accidentally, he reckons, tweeted uh, pictures of his new car from his pocket uh, after... Oh,
2: yeah, when uh, when he was playing for... Who was he playing for? West Brom or something that got relegated?
0: yeah. Yeah, and in the same week or whatever, they got relegated. He was tweeting pictures of his new fucking Lambo or whatever, and then tried to claim that that
2: happened in his pocket. Famously, pockets have uh, little men in them who uh, <laughs> write to all, all women, all women. Sorry, um, of course. who uh, write tweets for them and just press send and, and drop yeah. it. And all pockets have the lens hole. Everyone knows that where you can. <gasps> oh, take maybe. Pitch- oh. <laughs> maybe no, no, no. Maybe that's how he signed up for a football team again.
1: Oh, yeah. but, uh, like a butt uh, dial. He signed the a contract in his people. pocket. <laughs> no, no, yeah,
0: Chuck's going further with it. The pocket people. That's, that's the okay. pocket. It's the pocket people. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. okay.
1: <laughs> All right, well, moving right along, our next story tonight. Uh, it's always been his dream, gentlemen. Leicester City cult hero Marcin Weselowski has been tipped for a cage fighting career. The 40 year old announced he was hanging up his boots earlier this month and now looks set to pursue his passion for MMA. What a guy.
2: <laughs> what a hero what what a man to be fair there was no footballer in the last 10 years that you look at and think was more suited for uh a cage fighting career an mm. immense specimen and we thank him for his time
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that does answer the age-old question of where is wallers or where is wasilowski <laughs> for all the uh og gaffer tapes fans out there just, uh, you know, anytime he comes up, got to get a mention in there.
0: We'll talk about that later. We've got a question about how we met. So, yeah. <laughs> Fighting Martin <was> <laughs> <Yeah>, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All three of us. Uh, yep.
1: Which, let's take this team by team, actually. This will be interesting. I'm totally uh spitballing here. But, Chuck, which Crystal Palace player would be best suited to an MMA career?
2: Uh, I mean, Mamadou Sakho's fucking insane. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that qualifies him slightly, I think. Yeah. Either him or James McCarthy. I think they're probably the two like biggest nut jobs in there.
1: Very good. What about at the posh? Who's your uh, go-to MMA guy? I don't know. Can I pick?
2: Can I pick someone from Chorley? Some... Why? Oh, is that who you support now? Is it? Is, <laughs> is your um, fandom now going to be uh, a sort of it, lineal team exactly, by team basis? Follows yeah, that... the
0: line of whoever's beat.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most recent conquest that Ian now supports a seventh yeah. tier team.
0: I can't. I can't bring myself to support a team that will go out to fucking Chorley in the FA Cup, so I don't want to name anyone. Okay, <laughs> I, <good>. Ivan Tony.
1: <laughs> uh, what about Darren McAnthony, the owner? You think he'd go in there in the cage?
0: I'd stick him in there. Um, yeah, just see him <laughs> get <laughs> just,
2: just see him get battered. <laughs> yeah, be,
0: uh, I'm so you know I'm so up and down on Darren McAnthony because. Obviously, he's kept my club going for for forever, but his COVID opinions are bad.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's it's I'm very tall. If I if I met him, I'd be sort of like, oh, thanks hmm. for keeping my club going for 15 years. Stop fucking tweeting.
2: Just stop, please fucking yeah. stop. I mean, Florida will do that to you. Yeah, yeah,
1: quite. You know, it's it's in our best interest to not look delve deeply into the non-football goings-on of our owners. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, of virtually all clubs. That is yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: definitely. Um, for me, I'd throw Keppa in there for all the obvious reasons. <laughs> he's really good at dodging the ball. Every time he tries to save, he goes this in the wrong true. direction. So,
2: so he would, not so he wouldn't get hit. Is that he what wouldn't you're saying? get hit
1: as long as he's trying to get hit, right? Like, if he goes in with the explicit <laughs> yeah. goal of like let me get punched as much as possible, he'll end up winning because he won't actually end up getting punched at all.
0: And if your corner throws in the towel, he just will not go.
1: That's also true. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> He will not leave. Oh, not very good. Very good. Okay, next story. Jose Mourinho describes Deli Alley as a team player after the out of favor playmakers' <laughs> performance helped Tottenham to the brink of qualification for the Europa League knockout stage after a 4 0 win against Ludo Goretz. Alley shown in a Spurs team that repeated the dominance they displayed in Bulgaria three weeks ago. And that's it.
2: Dangle that carrot, Jose. Dangle that
0: <laughs> carrot. Is he just? Does he just do a super complicated management style? That, And I don't mean just football management style. I mean, generally, like David Brent management style of just sort of putting people at arm's length and then bringing them back in and then arm's length and bringing them back in, Or just picking a different favourite every, every month. I
2: think it's called Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Could be,
1: could be. Yeah, he, he has the fuckboy management philosophy. I believe is what it's called. <laughs> just keep he's stringing just... them along and then ghosting them for a month.
2: Yeah. Oh. Right. Okay. Yeah. I wonder where you go with that then. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 just <laughs> nag <laughs> them, nag them until they feel shitty, and then uh, tell them that you just want to be friends, and then make out, and then you know, I don't know, whatever else fuckboys do. So he's
2: not trying to bugger them.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if they that, want, it's up to let's them. Let's make that
2: legally clear. <laughs>
1: yeah. What do uh, you know? Consulting adults do in the privacy of Mourinho's office is none of my business.
2: <laughs> Not with the Amazon cameras. <laughs> there. All or nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, any like you only needed to see that Amazon documentary for half an hour to see that Ali, someone who I feel like he needs an arm around his shoulder, and yeah. um, his recent freezing out. Doesn't seem like the best idea, and it it feels like it's taken. Unless unless Jose genuinely had a reason, be it lack of commitment in training, which it could be, to not play Ali, it seems like he misjudged the situation of what what that player needs, and and he's usually been good at man man management in the first two seasons, and then not so much in the yeah, third. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems like a very odd. Uh, very odd about face on this one.
1: Not to veer dangerously close to actual football analysis, but I think that when Jose had more time this summer to sit down and really look at his squad and what he wanted to build out of it, um, there was kind of no place left for Deli Alley in the current system that they're playing. Mm. And obviously that system has been such a massive success at getting the best out of Kane and Son. Um, and if you are a manager, you would prioritize them over Deli Alli for sure, right? So like
2: Yeah, because the place where Deli Alley has been most effective. I think, as an outsider, is in that kind of floated number 10 role.
1: Right, mm. exactly. Yeah, but if you can put Kane in there and get the best out of him again, you know, that's a no-brainer. So
2: yeah, But it feels like, as well, you could you could save
0: Kane and maybe prolong his career a little bit if, on the 60-minute mark, you bring on Ali instead of Kane. and it, That's just not been a consideration, you know?
1: Look, muscles don't get hurt or tired as long as you want it bad enough. We've been over this, right? Mourinho yes, hits sorry, physios sorry. and Mourinho hits yeah. the physio table. Just want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just gotta want it. So, uh, moving on, we have our next story. Manchester United will not say if they have received ransom demands over the cyber attack on the club last week that forced them to shut down all their digital systems. Um, they had been hit by a sophisticated attack, and the issue is still causing disruption. Uh, the Daily Mail, so take this with a grain of salt, said that the hackers have demanded <laughs> millions of pounds, and United said they have not identified a motive for the attack. Rejected suggestions at the attackers. No still one contr- likes
2: them. That's the motivation. Just accept that no one fucking likes you. <laughs> it Could be anyone. It could be anyone. That's what the motivation is?
1: Or is it the fans trying to pre- freeze their assets and prevent them from making bad signings in this, in January? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they don't need another Harry Maguire, right? They spent what eighty million no, on Harry. No Maguire?
2: one needed the. No one needed the first one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if they're just uh, negotiating poorly with the ransom hacker the ransom note and the hackers, oh yeah. like they couldn't get their telefax <laughs> yeah. in on time or whatever
0: Ed Woodward has just made an absolute pig's ear of this one <laughs> yeah I'd love to believe that they
1: yeah. uh, the initial offer was 20 million ransom he's trying to counter with 10 but they're not having it this is gonna go on for weeks and weeks and weeks until the deadline day and then and then they'll
2: pay 20 million yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 25
1: yeah man United are bad at things uh, all the things <laughs> most of the things <laughs> Um, and to wrap it up with our last story and a significantly more somber one, obviously, the football world has been mourning this week uh, with the passing of Diego Maradona at the very relatively young age of 60. Um, he died of a heart attack last Wednesday. Uh, the Argentinian had spent seven years at Napoli, um, and the Napoli president, De Laurentiis, has come out and since said that the stadium will be renamed... The Diego Maradona Stadium, or the Sao Paulo Diego Mar- Maradona. That's a nice little tribute for him, but let's kind of start off with some initial thoughts, I guess, on, on Diego Maradona, on the passing of Maradona for, for you guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, undeniably, it's it's sad, and it's it's kind of see the, the effect that he has across the world of, uh, not just across football, but across other sports with uh, tributes in rugby matches by New Zealand uh, to the Argentinian team. Um, Then there's been huge tributes in Argentina, his home nation, in Italy, obviously where he had such a huge impact with Napoli. uh, In the Spanish League with uh, Lionel Messi uh, magically somehow recreating uh, Maradona's first ever goal for Newell's old boys. Uh, And then revealing a shirt underneath, which was a match-worn shirt from Diego Maradona that had been given to Messi. Uh, If you do get a chance to see that video where they compares Messi's goal to Maradona's first goal side-by-side, it's unreal. It's uncanny. They're they're exactly the same goal. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, And attributes there. Uh, Boca... A player, I can't remember who it was, scored a free kick and and went straight to the box where uh, Maradona's daughter was sitting. Um, Obviously, that was quite an emotional one. And it it just shows the ripples he had um, across everywhere and the impact of all kinds of players. Um, Of course, he had his demons and, you know, we can't shy away from the fact that we've uh, noticed that and picked on that particularly (laughs) like certain, shall we say, drug-fueled antics at, at the World Cup. And so, but he had to battle that, and so it's it's very sad. It's very sad what happened to him, and, and uh, you think that uh, the world would be a, a lesser place for him.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's been said by uh, a lot of people, but uh, the sort of flaws that he had made him uh, was bizarrely one of us, even though he was a complete artist when it came to uh, playing football uh but i mean the things that that followed him around were the things that made us all made us all love him beyond what he did on a football pitch which was absolutely incredible i mean if you get a chance to watch i think it's uh, in this country it's on um uh 4OD or all4 the um diego maradona documentary
1: yeah um, um, it's th- his- it's probably the same one that i'm thinking of it's uh, directed by asif kapadia
0: it's on HBO over here. The name is just
1: Diego Maradona.
0: Yeah, I think that must. Yeah, that must be so. Um, yeah. It's
1: a phenomenal documentary. If you guys haven't watched it, I can definitely yeah. strongly recommend it as well.
0: Yeah, it's a- absolutely amazing. And he, he, he had this weird thing where he sort of played the media like a fiddle, but at the same time, just seemed to be completely beyond that. Like he just played football, but this like it was just such a such an incredible character. Um, I think the only the only sort of negative thing I've seen is the obituary in the telegraph which doesn't it's genuinely just so fucking british and churlish and ridiculous um when you've got you know Gary Lineker and Peter Shilton and that that are able to forget about what happened in 1986 uh, or just see it as part of the legend Shilton. building
2: <laughs> Shilton, not so much. Yeah, maybe not
0: Shilton. It was I. I was um I was on Good Morning Britain where we had a, a um, interview with Gascoigne and Shilton at the same time, <laughs> and Gaza was absolutely brilliant and just Shilton had sort of done this slightly backhanded sort of tribute to to Maradona, and then Gaza just went. Yeah, but come on, Schiltz. That basically
2: made your career, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked absolutely furious. He did. He's gutted. I've, I've seen the screenshots. That's good enough. Fucking
1: I don't know if brick. you saw, but the the guy that was the referee for that match for England-Argentina yeah. came out and was like, "What a, speaking of fucking sad little pathetic pieces of shit, um, shout out Peter Shilton, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Not, yeah. That came out harsh, but whatever. Um, the ref Piece came out and was shittin'. like, that's there, you go. there you go. Um, you know guys, if it wasn't for me, that goal wouldn't have been possible because I played advantage 3 different times in that build up. <laughs> so if I had blown the whistle, that goal wouldn't have happened. So really it's almost like my uh, I think it's was, my goal I don't basically. think that was
2: the handball one. I think that was the the other goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah the that, Maisie
1: one where he got tackled like 3 which 4 times.
2: is the other goal is one of those hilarious things that everyone acts like no one remembers but everyone remembers it. You oh, see what the I mean? It's just goal like, no, no, but that's what I mean. But everyone ever. goes, or they all talk about the hand of God, but they don't talk about that other goal, and like <laughs> they phrase it like that, thus meaning that everyone talks about the other <laughs> the other goal. <girl. laughs> you see what I mean? And it's it's uh, Gascoigne on. His uh, he he had uh, he was on a panel with Michael Owen, Peter Crouch, and one other person I can't remember now. But it was almost like a "tell us more stories, Dad" kind of <laughs> kind of thing. And he, they just kept asking him questions and talking because obviously uh, Lineker was against him in that in that World Cup, and it was just like he was unplayable. And it's when you see players now what is it 30 odd years later from that still saying the stuff he did with a ball was unbelievable in the controller. Like we don't understand how he did it just shows how it transcends um, who he was. And yeah. so yeah, the game is a, a lot lesser for him. His impact will be felt everywhere. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and on a more like personal level, he is perhaps indirectly the reason I'm a soccer fan. I think would be pretty fair to say because I got into soccer, obviously on TV, it was only on TV, the World Cup. So I got into soccer watching World Cups for the first, like, through the 90s. And then after that was Mm -hmm. when I started to try to find more and try to find club soccer. And every four years, I would sit and watch the World Cup with my dad and listen to him just talk shit about, like, the the 90s. You know, each World Cup as it happened to be like, this is bullshit. This World Cup sucks. You should have seen (laughs) Mexico 86, man. If you had been alive for Mexico 86... (laughs) You should have seen Mexico 86 and talking about Maradona and how Maradona like at that World Cup just like made the world...
0: Practically single-handedly like...
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Not even practically, like yeah, Yeah, very much. (laughs) Um, And so just hearing my dad wax poetic about Maradona and about that 86 World Cup every four years, I was like, man, my dad has so much passion for this and so much passion specifically for like this one guy... That that's you know that's infectious. Like you, you share things with your parents when you're a kid, and like that's how you end up a sports fan. And so just hearing my dad talk about Mexico '86 every four years over and over and over again, I was like, okay, this is something that we can share. This is something we can do together. And so you know, like you said, he was a very troubled guy, a very fascinating tragic figure. Um, but I think that at the end of everything, the human element and what he did for soccer fans all around the world, both while he was still playing and later generations of soccer fans like us is is immeasurable right well that's uh that should be plenty on the news so let's um let's get to our main part question mark (laughs) of the podcast which is the fixtures and we'll start off with friday november 27th
2: 2020
1: (laughs) crystal palace zero (laughs) newcastle united two crystal palace 0.5 to Newcastle's 1.3 on XG. Chuck, we didn't talk about Palace last week, so we have to talk about him this week. You are not allowed to just avoid me.
2: <laughs> can we Can we wait until next week when they play West Brom? Because I fear I'll just end up repeating myself again. <laughs> oh,
0: God, it's really got that bad that you, you're worried about beating West Brom.
2: No, I'm not worried about beating West Brom. I've consigned myself to defeat. <laughs> <laughs> I have just accepted God. that it just...
1: Good lord. Oh, come on. You guys have gotten some goals at some point this year, right?
2: Yeah, not against fucking Newcastle and Burnley. This is the problem. This is exactly what we do, and we fuck it. And it's like, you can look at this from the glass half-full point of view that is the, oh, if we'd have won against Newcastle and Burnley, uh, like, we'd be third right now. And we would. We'd be joint third on points, but we're not. We're 15th. Aunt, balls, uncle. That kind of situation. And then it's like, the other side of it is, no, exactly that, that it's always these fixtures where it's like, oh, we should win, that then negate the good fixtures against the big teams. Because it's like, we could have lost against Man United uh, early in the season, whatever it was, second or third game week. We could have lost against Leeds and not had that great result with Leeds all firing and, oh, we also are a genius and beaten 4-1. And then you go to two of the worst teams in the league this year and both of them, like, double their points against you. You know what I mean? Like, it's Burnley's first win of the season. Oh, they haven't really scored any goals. They'd scored three goals and no wins at that point. Ah, yeah, just give it and fuck it. In the eighth minute as well. And then, oh, Newcastle. Well, what we'll do is, is we won't play two strikers. We'll just leave them on the bench, uh, the two strikers that play for the uh, number one ranked uh, international team in the world. Um, I know it's FIFA, but still. And uh, we'll just play this toothless team where we don't have the one guy who does something. So we'll just play really defensive and not create anything and look like scared children whenever we get to the opposition box and just pass sideways and do nothing decisive and take no chances because Hodgson is a fucking dinosaur. And so I'm just kind of – it feels very much like when – uh, after lockdown, where it was just very clear that the team just wasn't asked anymore, uh, like it was, we were so close to getting Europe. Like at the start of that, when we came back and we got the result against Bournemouth, which was good because then they got relegated. Get the beers in. Um, <laughs> we were so close to potentially stealing that Europa spot, and and then just went on what six, seven losses in a row, and then drew with Tottenham on the last day of the season. And it's it's just disinterest. It's uh, Hodgson not changing anything. It's, uh, you know, the the whole thing is, oh, Hodgson will keep you up. Like, you'll get defensive stability and blah, 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 blah. And in the past, I could see that was true because we were keeping clean sheets. But now, like, defensively, we don't look strong and we're not scoring mm. goals.
0: So... Now- Chuck, I've no. got an absolutely horrible stat from The Guardian to give you, but okay. I'm not giving you giving it to you to sort of revel in it in any way. I genuinely want to know something that you might think about it. Okay. So, since September 2016... I'll, I'll be reveling in
1: it, just for the yeah, record.
0: you can revel in it. Yeah. I'll do
1: all the reveling for the two of us. <laughs> Ian, you can just pose the question.
0: <laughs> yeah. Since September 2016, when you've played without Zaha, you've had a possible... Fifty-one points, and you have picked up six.
2: Oh yeah, no, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, 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 two wins in two wins in seventeen in four years. Yeah.
0: Now I don't bring that up to <laughs> take the piss in any way. What I'm a genuine question mm. is it because the rest of the team is so abject, which I find hard to believe because I think you've had players who would. Have been absolutely fine in other Premier League teams who are generally mid-table.
2: But um... I, will, I will say this: that no, no, whatever the digs are, and, and it is like uh, I accept, like there's there's clubs at our level. But this is you look at it on paper, and it is the most talented and most qualified squad we've had, right? Because yeah. of the range of players, balance of experience. I mean, I know obviously there's the issue with them being a lot older as well. But then with the exciting players we have brought in, on paper, this is the best squad we have ever had.
0: Right. So is so that might answer it then. Is it just the players aren't good enough who aren't Zaha, or is it that when he's not in the team, you set up so incredibly defensively and just can't possibly get points from games?
1: Or wild card third option is it just Hodgson, and it doesn't matter what players are there?
0: Yeah, but. It can't just be that because, I mean, six six points out of a possible 51 is, you know, when he's in the team, Palace are getting way more than that. It can't just be Hodgson. I mean, surely.
2: I think it's just an ingrained thing that became the tactic is pass to Zaha, Zaha do stuff. Zaha's not there. What do we do?
0: Right. So it's not even necessarily like a setting up defensively. It's just a complete lack of... Attacking output when he's not. I think there. it's
2: it's preventing the the freedom kind of part and just baffling tactics and suggestions. And it it's like it's like this: when we set up normally, we have wingers playing on the wing where their strong foot is their inside foot. So sure, yeah. The the priority there for any defenders would be like, right, don't let them cut onto their inside. Mm. So they force them out on their weaker foot. Now, again, Zaha is very good with both feet. And Townsend, you know, he is left-footed, but he's not that much worse with his right. But then what you have is those players playing in crosses, and they only have that tactic of playing in crosses when, like, Benteke isn't there, and he is still great at knocking down the ball and bringing other people in. So they'll play crosses in to Jordan Ayew, who has looked shit this year and hasn't played. They'll play crosses, and they'll play crosses, and they'll play crosses, off their weaker feet, rather than just going, hmm, swap wings. Let's swap wings for a bit when we're starting to play in crosses and we might get a bit more precision. And then you bring on Benteke and then it's like, right, we're going to go through the feet and try and play that way. And it's just baffling and it's so stagnant and, and it's really toothless and easy because these teams in a low block and we've had it for a few years that we just can't break teams down because we don't adjust, we don't change anything. And we play so predominantly trying to play on the counter all the time. That it's just dull. And when you don't have Zaha, who is incredibly pacey and can beat people and give you that edge in games, and if your tactic is just going to be playing to him all the time, you then get lost when that person isn't there. And it's coupled up with uh, – and, and what kind of makes me think it's this as well is that Hodgson is very negative and a bit weird because it's always like a, you, know, you watch the, t- the games and it just looks fucking dull. And you're like it shouldn't be this dull. It should play with a bit more freedom, and I understand there's difficulty and pressures, etc. And you, you, know, there are many teams that go out swashbuckling, and it, it fucks them in the end. But just being able to have that element to the game where it can be successful is a big thing. And Glenn Johnson said in an interview uh, from his time when he was at Liverpool, and he was there with Hodgson, that there would be games that he he would, they would go to back then, and Liverpool was not the Liverpool of now, but they were still a a good side that was still yeah. up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would be really up for going to games and going to different teams that they knew they were going to win. It's like, right, easy three points. And then they said that once they got to the dressing room, it's like Hodgson would put fear in them and scare them almost to like, and then make them over cautious in the way they play and not want to take chances. And because of that, because they then didn't go out there and play their games, they got fucked. And so I, I think that that rings a lot of bells and brings and, and very true, actually, with, with what I've seen over the time here, that it's like we get so close to that potential where we can take a chance. I said it at the very, very beginning of this season when everyone was writing us off. And I I said it goes either one or two ways this year. We can either do really, really well or we'll be fucked. And we started off very well and then very, very quickly, because of how competitive this league is, we have just dropped down fast. We've gone from 8th to 15th in in a week and a half. Yeah, And... 8th to 15th against two teams that like, we yeah. should be beating because Newcastle fans were going into that game going, there's no way we're going to win. There's no way we're going to win. We're playing shit. They hate Steve Bruce. They hate all this. Burnley hadn't won a game, had scored three goals in nine games, eight games, whatever it fucking was. And you lose and you don't score in both of those games. It's the complete opposite of what we were saying with like Lampard, when Lampard went to those things. And I'm not saying that Palace and Chelsea are the same teams, but they have to address those fixtures exactly what they are. The bread and butter, the things that keep you up in this league or the things Mm -hmm. that win you this league. It's just knocking out these results. And it's boring. It's fucking dull. It's uninspiring and does not mean that I want to watch or think. So don't want new players... Don't, I'm not bothered about new signings in January. I would like a clear, concise plan of what we do after Hodgson, how we move on from it, and where we go. Because I can tell you now, getting relegated and coming back up is not a fucking option.
1: It's so not. are you like fully Hodgson out at this point? Are you hoping yeah. he gets gone yeah. before the end of the season and you can turn it around or give him a few months? Like, what, Where are you at now?
2: I was surprised that he wasn't... like Something hasn't happened already.
1: Okay. okay. To be honest. Wow.
2: Okay. Because, because it is just... You know, you look at, you go back over 38 games and it's 41 points, which isn't great. You know, it's like you're averaging one point a game. And yeah, that keeps you up, but eight years now in the fucking Premier League, like you shouldn't be looking at just keeps you up. You shouldn't. I joke about the mid-table anonymity kind of thing, but like you should be reaching those higher levels after eight years of being in the Premier League and doing it this way. And it's, it's just fucking painful to watch and it's, it must then bleed into the players all this time of, and you you see it with other teams as well. And we've seen it in the past and potentially like it's something that's going on with Burnley. Um, Sheffield United is slightly different because that could be almost like a burnout kind of thing. And, and unfortunately for them, it seems like a lot of the players they've added in or bought haven't gone to plan because they have spent a hundred billion quid on players the last two years, 50 million each window. And you're not like, they haven't seen any sort of return of investment in it. So it is tough, but, you know if, if 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 the football's not inspiring i i i'm i think to kind of round this off because i don't you know we, we do ramble about our own team's quite a lot and fair enough like that's those are the things we know about hmm. but i think that if fans were allowed in this season or had been in then he would have been gone a long time ago really yeah,
1: interesting okay you the crowd would have just turned on him
2: yeah i think so because even looking on social media, even the staunchest supporters and those kind of things like that with the negative noise, there would always be positive noise. Mm. And right now it's only the negative noise because people are, you know, you're losing your your kind of yeah, ability to defend it right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, I won't make you linger for too long. I think you got a nice little vent session out there. Um, And we threw some questions at you, so let's move on.
2: Sorry, the linger just made me think of the cranberries.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, I'm so terrible.
2: Sorry, (laughs) anything else other than Palace.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anything anything we can find. Um, But let's help them out then, Ian. Let's move on to Saturday, November 28th. First early, the first fixture, the early fixture, very close to being Burnley of the Week, um, but I chose to be... Nice and not tempt the the fates. Uh, Unlucky
2: unlucky fucking Brighton. There you go. Now you got your luck. Fuck off.
1: Yeah, Brighton (laughs) 2.3 to Liverpool 0.3 on XG, but the scoreline was 1-1. So Liverpool putting up more than triple their XG and Brighton less than half of theirs. So that's how you end up with a 1-1 draw.
2: Many disallowed goals, missed penalties, all the kind of all the fun of the <laughs> fair. The vows, Jürgen, yeah. Jürgen Klopp turning into a petulant little bitch. I said oh, he, he was would do this. So angry.
0: He's, he's such a bad loser But this wasn't a loss.
2: German Holloway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's so. I mean, he absolutely went for Des Kelly on BT Sport. And like, when uh, uh, the journalist dared to ask him about James Milner's injury, he was like, oh, congratulations. Like, as in the TV companies made us play early, so this is what happens. It's like, don't have a go at just a guy asking you a question. Mm -hmm. He hasn't injured James Milner. And all the Premier League clubs have agreed to these schedules Like it's ridiculous to go.
2: Worth noting historically, I know Klopp wasn't part of it, but it's clubs like Liverpool that campaigned for more games in Europe, so that there was group stage games to the European Cup, so that they make more money. Yeah, so I mean, you know,
0: just they all they all get on board with this stuff, and it's just he he came off as so petulant, and he has a tendency to do this when things don't go his way, and of course, a last minute. Oh, God, I think John Terry's just got booked at uh, West Ham. Hey, wait,
1: wait! <laughs> John Terry's sick!
0: <laughs> West Ham Villa, yeah, John Terry's just got booked. Uh, Grealish uh, went down after a bad challenge. <laughs> and uh, two members... Oh, oh no, some, some of the West Ham uh, backroom staff have been booked as well. <laughs> oh,
2: nice. A... Anyone yeah. got John Terry and their fantasy team? Or... <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh, great scenes. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, it just he Klopp has got such an ability to be so petulant, like you say. And I think we, if um, we were talking about obviously how Liverpool's injuries might affect them, and I said we got to calm down a little bit last week. And I think while obviously Brighton didn't like rip them apart or anything, I'm not. I'm not claiming that. I think we've st- we've still got to see whether Liverpool can handle having more than a couple of injuries at once. And um, Klopp's got the ability to be so fucking horrible. And journalists might turn on him if that sort of thing happens it more and more.
1: It was extreme, extreme Karen energy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have Karens over there, but it very much felt like see Do seeing, we have Karens? Yeah. Well, or, or if you call them that. Obviously, you <laughs> yeah, have <we> Karens. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it just reeked of like sitting at the diner listening to someone yell at a waiter for something that's, like, not at all in the waiter's control or their fault. And you're like, lady, yeah. this kid's making, like, minimum wage, just hoping for, like, a fucking $5 tip or whatever. And I you're sitting there Kenny's yelling about, it. a like, bit better than that, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Brian even um, bought on Adam Lallana. And, like, Adam Lallana <laughs> <laughs> did his duty and, and got injured after... Um, injured, straight in, off. Like, you complain about injuries, mate. And I'm sorry, Ian, because... And, and as well, to... The dynasty of my family as well, because I'm going to defend Brighton here. But you say they didn't put them to the sword, but like 2.3 to 0.3 on XG, and bearing in mind yes. Brighton had two penalties, like <laughs> that doesn't count in that, I think. I don't know.
1: Um, uh, it, understat would have it count in there, so take away 1.6.
2: Oh, shut up. So it's still beaten, <laughs> even without the two penalties. So. <laughs>
1: Um, I don't give a fuck about the VAR and the offside and uh, and all that nonsense. Like, that's just part of the game. You get luck. You don't get luck.
2: Offside is offside.
1: Yeah, there we go. Toenail offside, armpit offside, whatever. Offside is offside. Um, but I do think, Ian, you touched on something that's going to be relevant to to the title race for all four teams, potentially, that are in this race. Um, as Liverpool are injured, and, you know, we talked about this last week, and it was potentially a bad week to bring it up, um... This is the kind of thing that will happen. When you are Liverpool at full strength, you will pick up points and wins very consistently. Whereas when you drop down because of injuries to a Chelsea of last year or, you know, that that, like almost second level, but still title winning, potentially title winning team, you're just going to have games where you just suck and it just happens. And it'll be against Brighton or it'll be against City or it'll be against you know, whoever, right? You're just going to have games where for one reason or another, it doesn't click and that happens. And I think for Liverpool to have that day here that they will be more capable of with all the injuries that they have and they'll drop down to that sort of like erratic level of performance where they can hit highs, but they're not consistent, that this happened to them against Brighton here and they still managed to pick up a point... I think most people would look at this as two points drop because it's Liverpool against Brighton. And that's not wrong, right? Because Liverpool should be picking up three points against Brighton. But within the context of like this exact game and their injuries and this day to get out XG'd by two goals, two XG's, right? Yeah. And then still pick up a point on the road is like, is the kind of thing that a traditional pundit would say oh that's what champions do is they you know they yeah. pull out results like it was probably a bit lucky from them they were lucky in some ways they were unlucky in some other ways but to me getting a draw is the type of thing that like maybe they should be happy that they were able to pull off a point in on such a bad day because they're not going to be the Liverpool that's good every single week not with all of the injuries that they have and so when they have an off week and still pull something out like that's you know silver lining right like
0: you tell that to Klopp
1: <laughs> i'd rather not yeah. all right well speaking of uh random results that go against the narrative that we've been talking about uh the next match is manchester city five they conspire against zero. us
2: they conspire against us this is yes. what
1: i'm adamant <laughs> on they conf. listen to us and they want us to look bad 5-0 2.3 <laughs> to 0.4 on xg so not out of the ordinary um as i've said many times anytime you score four or five you're probably not actually putting up that xg but you know if you hit two and a half xg you're more likely than not to win most matches right so i think the 5-0 flatters but what was different here is it a one-off goals. random thing or what was different for city structurally not that they scored goals chuck <laughs> that made a I 5-0 mean, he's, he's possible he's right
0: that was what was different
1: that is what was different yes absolutely like at you know at the end of the day like it goals being Factually. scored is what matters but like mm. was it a fluke that they scored five goals, or was there something that caught your eye potentially that you're like, oh, you know, like if, if Aguero had been back, we would be sitting here being like, oh, Aguero's back, they scored five. Obviously, that's what was going to happen. Perfect. Explanation, job done, right? What was different, if anything, that led to the five goals here, or was it just random?
2: Burnley, Burn- Burnley were worn down <laughs> by their colossal victory over Palace. <laughs> they
0: were just tired. <laughs> But honestly, I think it it might the answer might just be Burnley. I mean, they seem to switch off so regularly. They had a, a keeper, bless him, who <laughs> didn't have the best day. Uh, took two goals that he let in that didn't count, but were must have been not great for the confidence. Cause yeah, anytime
1: were... you have your backup keeper in there, that's you know a backup yeah. keeper against City is very scary. <laughs> yeah, imagine <laughs> that.
0: Imagine that. And yeah, he didn't he didn't have a great day. Neither did a few of the Burnley defenders, to be honest. Um, Was it Taylor was probably at fault for the Walker throw-in that went um, to Mahrez. I just, I don't know how much we can judge this on. But then I think I said something similar last week that fixtures sometimes beget form. Like, I think they've got a run at the minute that could just put them close to Liverpool especially I said if Liverpool dropped points and they did this week so if this they've only got to put together a little run Liverpool drop a couple more points like they did and then we're suddenly in different territory mm. so I, I don't know I just, I'm so careful about sort of judging anyone at the minute um, it's so easy after sort of nine ten game weeks uh, especially when Man City got a game in hand to say oh Man City are doing terrible you know Liverpool are going to run away with it but I'm not I'm not sure it's the case and I think I think the fact that Man City have got this little run of fixtures which could see them string a few big wins together could see a, you know a run of form I mean uh, if you take them up to Christmas I think they've got some really nice fixtures so
2: it might just it might just uh, they, be that they've got go Fulham Man United West Brom Southampton Newcastle Everton oh. that takes them to the new year with Chelsea then after that, uh, Brighton Palace, West Brom, Sheffield United, Burnley.
0: Wow. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. it, it might just be as simple as we get a good run of fixtures here. Confidence goes back up. They get Aguero back and suddenly the train's back, you know, back on the tracks. 2-2.
1: Um, Everton 0, Leeds 1. Leeds putting up 3.1 to Everton's 1.3. I don't really have anything to say there other than... Patrick
2: Bamford's yeah. within 0.5 goals of underperforming again. Yes, yeah, so Patrick watch. Bamford, who
1: still has the second most XG in the league so yes, far.
2: Yes, he, he's nearly underperforming it.
1: He's very nearly underperforming. He's overperforming the second most XG. No wonder he's doing so well. Anyway, nothing really interesting to say there, so let's just go ahead and move on to the next one, uh, which I will only touch on very briefly because Mr. Simpson, go ahead and cue the jingle,
0: better than they ought
2: to be burnley of the week
1: Ooh. <laughs> that's right it's burnley of the week west brom one sheffield zero west brom putting up 1.7 to sheffield's 3.4 <laughs> <laughs> oh my ah, that is that Two. is fucking terrible um let's see and more generally, this continues a horribly unlucky run for Sheffield United, who are in last place. Um, I believe it's the worst ever start through this many matches to a Premier League season. They have one point.
2: Pretty sure you looked it up, but that is correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it's the all-time worst, but they are on one. Um, and Could be worst. expected, they are on 10. So they are nine points off of their expected Whee! already, which is immense insane as you might imagine there's no one else even remotely close to that far away uh from their points brighton are overperforming by six and a half
2: yeah brighton should question mark being fourth
1: yeah <laughs> um or sorry underperforming yeah but besides them it's brighton and sheffield so sheffield have had horrendously unlucky results this just being another in a long line of are you guys at this point concerned about sheffield going down given their worst start ever statistic and how far of a hole they have dug themselves into
2: i wouldn't say I'm concerned <laughs> never ask chuck if he's concerned Correct. don't ask me because it's, it's very quickly becoming one of those seasons rapidly where i'm just like just want to be better than three other teams yeah, yeah
1: well sheffield are two results away from being not in the relegation zone so like that's not a massive swing it's pretty early in the season but mm. i don't know man west brom meanwhile are trash they should be in last place uh, <laughs> and they are in 18th. They are overperforming to be in 18th. <laughs> Heavy <heady-eyed> fights <to> 18th.
2: <laughs> They'll get nosebleed soon and yeah. just have to go back down. Back to base camp. 20th. <laughs> Hilarious that that game should have had five goals though and had one. Brilliant. Yeah,
1: Love that's spot on. The craziness of the early season, this is very much the opposite.
2: <laughs> Congrats.
1: Remember when there was 90 goals a weekend?
2: Yeah. That was oh. fun. Well, I don't know. The next fixture was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Hey. Yep. Southampton
1: 2, Manchester United (laughs) 3. Southampton 0.5 on XG, scoring 2. That's very, very high. Uh, Mm. Man United 2.5, scoring 3. So a deserved win for Man United. Uh, Thoroughly outclassed Southampton. And uh, did a 3-2. Fun stat. I forget the name of the person because I'm bad with names. But one of the people that scored... Bednarek. Thank you. Uh, Bednarek (laughs) has scored... Every time that Bednarek has ever scored for Southampton... They have gone up 2-0 and then proceeded to lose 3-2. That's the stat. That's the stat. I don't have anything to say here. I still don't think United are particularly good.
2: Should Cavani play more?
1: Cavani couldn't play more even if he wanted to. There is a <laughs> very... No, I'm not even like trying to be an asshole. Like, genuinely, they <laughs> no, have sorry. to manage his minutes to keep him healthy, right? Like, if you... I talked about this when they first signed him. He's oh, like... he's
2: pretty fucking fit. Like
1: He has a, a finite number of minutes in his legs, so if they can like use those to great effect...
2: We've all got a finite number of minutes, mate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <fine>. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't think he's capable of playing every game in every minute or as many as possible. He's just too old, but if they can get the most out of him when he can play, maybe Mr. Super Sub or in select matches, then yeah, sure. Um, he's probably their best striker on on average per minute, per 90. <laughs>
2: RIP Mason Greenwood.
0: Yeah, definitely. Geez. He um, missed a couple of chances, didn't he? And then when you bring on a substitute who does what Cavani did, you just think, ugh. You've got, I mean, he obviously overperformed his XG massively that, you know, last season when uh, he was a fantasy football darling for a little while.
1: Mr. XG himself, Mason Greenwood. That's right.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's hard to see uh, him getting loads more starts because I mean Martial's probably the first choice isn't he Cavani's a brilliant substitute option Solskjaer must love a super sub surely um, so yeah, I mean, it's hard to hard to see uh, Mason Greenwood getting tons of minutes, but good to see uh, Henderson getting some minutes after De Gea decided to knee the post.
2: Yeah, not not so good if your name's David De Gea. No, no,
0: no. Obviously, I don't want to see anyone injured, but I do want to see uh, England's new number one <laughs> getting minutes. I do want to
2: see. I do love seeing goalkeepers getting a hook at halftime. It is a hook. That's a little bit harsh. He didn't necessarily get hooked. I'm sorry. If, you, if you're if ever subbed as a goalkeeper for anything but an injury... But he did give his no, knee a whack. No, don't...
0: No? He was, he was very upset with his knee. He was looking down at it and shaking his nah. head while being 2-0 down. Bollocks.
2: That's just blaming... Yeah, exactly, blaming it. Didn't concede any more goals after he went off, did he? No? So, you know... <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, true.
1: There you true. go. That's how that works. Uh, I'm not even going to remotely touch on that. Let's just move on. <laughs> Uh, To the big fixture, gentlemen, the title, title, title decider.
2: Dull, 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 dull.
1: Yeah, Chelsea 0, Spurs 0, Chelsea 1.0 to Spurs 0.2 on XG. We got another Mourinho special, gentlemen. I will have two things to say about this. The first is that we got Mourinho'd and we didn't, but at least we didn't get Mourinho'd as bad as Man City got Mourinho'd. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you know of all the win possible win. ways to get Mourinho'd at least we got a draw out of it
2: <laughs> it a wasn't a 3-0 th- yeah.
1: against the run um and what was the other thing I wanted to say Pulisic's back yay
2: you, you said two things and now you've said three so that's right on brand for you <laughs> what were the two
1: Wait, what was the first the first thing was getting Mourinho'd not as bad as City but Mourinho'd still it, and then the second was Pulisic is back did I say a third thing
2: yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I can't claim that I listen.
1: Yeah, counting's not our strong suit. Um, Pulisic being back is great. He w- didn't look that sharp, but like, whatever. Give him time. That And that's literally all I have to say about this. It was a boring match. I was disappointed that we didn't win, obviously. But, yeah. you know.
2: But as you say, Jose did a Jose on you, so what can you do? Yeah. Jeff's probably screaming at the podcast right now, <laughs> so let's just give him five seconds of silence just to shout at the world.
0: Sometimes
2: it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it for this week.
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next, Arsenal are shit and continue to be shit. How, how is uh, how is Arteta not fired yet? Question mark.
2: <laughs> mm, much worse than uh, Unai Emery's start to last year, but obviously much it's
0: worse bad. than any Arsenal team since I think 1981. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: There you go.
2: To be fair, this Arsenal team is probably worse than any <laughs> Arsenal team since nineteen eighty one. So
1: Um The only notable thing really from this match we should briefly touch on Raul Jimenez's horrific injury. Oof. Um his as of since it happened, I don't know, as of today, uh he has a fractured skull that he is having surgery on and he will be out for a very long time.
0: You assume so,
2: yeah. yeah yeah
1: david louise also got hurt but not as badly
2: yeah well it it was he blindsided him and it's it's one of those horrible things that like it's just an accident that happens in the game and was was horrible for the fact there were no like when you're watching games now and there isn't the crowd sound and those kind of things and just hearing that as oh jesus yeah like i've heard I've been with my dad before and heard players, uh, when my dad's referee games and heard players break their leg on the pitch Ew. and and Ew. scream, uh, literally grown men screaming for their mother. Um, and that was very reminiscent of that. So it's good to hear that he's conscious at least, but I'm just a bit worried based on when we've seen something like that before with um, Ryan Mason uh, in, in recent history, who you know, unfortunately, because that had to retire, I believe, because of uh, a, a fractured skull. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. I mean, I, yeah, he's he. There were reports that he's come round and and those kind of things, uh, and he's doing okay. But yeah, you say that with surgery, and it's a bit it's a bit worrying. So, wish him all the best and a very speedy recovery.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't really have anything else to add on that. Um, and the football kind of does take a backseat here. So, if you guys are happy to move on, then I will also move on uh, to the two. Monday fixtures, nothing to say here. Fulham beat Leicester. <laughs> uh, and it lines up with XG. Yeah. Yay! 2-1 Fulham, 1.3 to 2.0. Uh, we are recording on Monday, so this just happened. I don't know anything about this match other than <laughs> Leicester lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, surprising. Fulham. Fulham. Of all the teams. Did they miss three penalties as well? Did anybody watch no, this? No, they scored one. They scored a penalty. Fulham scored a penalty. Yeah,
0: who, uh, Cavalero, who missed that penalty when he sort of... Kicked it onto his own foot, uh, put it away. I mean, it would have been an absolute power move to Penenka it. He should have, should have done that. Really, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he abs- Yeah, scored, scored a cracker. I think Ollie Watkins has just missed a penalty. He yes,
2: has. Yes. Fuck's sake, you've got him. You've got him in FPL, but I don't think there's enough that I can. Well, that'll be. I don't know. That'll be a point. back oh. God, imagine if that. Oh Because that's minus three. Oh, is isn't it the bar?
0: Oh god.
2: Is that minus three? I
0: don't know. It might. Yeah, it might be. Oh fucking oh. hell. We're gonna have to check this later. Okay. Is that some
2: sort of? Anyway, anyway. This yeah. game's
0: been insane. I mean, Trezeguet has uh, looked like he didn't want to go off, even though he was bleeding. And yeah, anyway, we're talking about head injuries. Jesus Christ, the Premier League needs to look at that. But, oh, Ollie Watkins, he's just leaning back. Oh. It's such a oh! I'm sorry. That is a, <laughs> a almost as annoying as a Penenka. Just le just such awful technique. Just leaning back as he hits it. Oh, disgusting! I'm so furious with the FPL. Just fucks me off, man. Oh.
1: All right. Well, it sounds like West Villa is going well. So uh...
2: <laughs> well, we're on FPL, so we might as well talk about it. Then. Oh, right.
0: Well, let me load up my cheating website and see where we are. <laughs>
2: Yeah, me and you are back in one of our epic clashes to just not be the shittest. Uh, <laughs> the race to the bottom. It really is. It really is just the most gracious. Though no, you go, no, you go, no, you
1: go. Jeez, no, <laughs> uh, oh, man. So good week for you guys then.
2: Well, I'm on 41 points, which is no
1: many good. How much is it after your cheating website, Ian? What is it projecting?
0: Right, it looks like I'm on 46 and Chuck is on 41. Has that taken into account the missed penalty? I don't, I'm don't. i not sure it has because it's still got no. Watkins on two. No, it's not come through yet. So oh, that puts God. you on
2: 43.
0: Yeah, if it's minus three for it, yeah. So you still need something to happen. But there's uh, 15 yeah. minutes left. You've got concert in play. I've got uh, Sufal, if that's how you pronounce it, and Watkins. Fucking Watkins. Fuck sake. <laughs> Such a bad penalty. Anyway, okay, fine. So, yeah, we're just uh, me- mediocrity.
2: Yeah, we're me shit. How's the Stats Robot team doing? Oscar, your team, not your team?
1: <laughs> not my team. Uh, <laughs> as evidenced <Evan is, laughs> very much by the fact that we captained Jamie Vardy this week, uh, who I don't even want in the team, let alone being captains. So fine choice. You know, yeah, nothing, but wrong. nothing wrong a, with
2: that. A, your Stats said to get it in. B, <laughs> Correct. it was Leicester playing Fulham. Yeah. Like, cover now. It was perfectly reasonable yeah, I mean, choice. he did
1: get an assist, but... It's I, All of that is to say that because Vardy and Bamford are in there, you can very much tell that it is not my team. Um, but it's doing pretty well this week. I think it's on... I have it up in front of me.
0: 49.
1: 40, mine says 47. Ian's cheating website says 49. So that works out great. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's enough to catch you up, Chuck. Um, it continues to be very close between you and the stats robots.
0: Uh, it actually is. It would be enough to put you one point ahead of Chuck.
1: Yay!
2: Yeah, this day just keeps <laughs> keeps getting better. Why do I want to talk about FPL? fuck's sake! You wanted
0: to talk about FPL because Ollie Watkins just missed a penalty, but it just hasn't quite been enough to put you over the top yet.
1: All right, that's enough FPL then. What's uh, what's next? The
2: uh, predi- predicted league, league of predictions. <laughs> any, 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 yeah, it's one. it's not really a uh <laughs> Uh, Oscar's wife's winning great yeah.
1: oh yay yeah. she'll be happy
2: yeah the scores are as Palace tumble down the league the scores are also tumbling in the right direction <laughs> so uh, Emily is top now on 64 uh, friend James Doncaster is second on 66 JD and Chris Chris Smith brackets maybe Chris Smith might be spelling <laughs> error I can't remember get in touch Chris uh, Smitty uh, is on 68 sold Smitty uh, Finley, get out the house. You're in fourth. Ah, oh,
0: disgusting.
2: Forget about Awful. it. Uh, Ian, you and I are joint tenth. Okay. Oscar, scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> is twentieth, joint twentieth with four other people. There you go. British League, yay! yay!
0: West West Ham will be all right now. Mark Noble's on.
2: Yeah. Oscar won't <laughs> be happy, but never mind. Uh, listeners, listeners, can we? Um, Ian's Hole. Let's do it. Oh. Yeah. Ian's <laughs> Hole, man. Get it on <laughs> the soundboard, Yeah, Ian's definitely hole, need to get it on. Get <laughs> it <laughs> on. Unplug. <laughs> oh, joy. I haven't done that
0: in age. No, no. Nice to see that return. Um, Sam Danby says, uh, if you had to do one of the following for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, one, use airport toilet paper, the proper sandpaper stuff, or B... Uh
2: brush your teeth with your finger. Teeth with finger. Done.
1: Nah. Ugh, gross. No. What? Sandpaper butt. Easy. No.
2: Ugh. Take more care of yourself now. <laughs> you still get to use toothpaste.
1: Sure. And mouthwash. Well he didn't say that. He said brush your teeth with your finger. There was no uh There's an implied toothpaste why, there. What
0: yeah there is, yeah. I think there is. and why would you assume mouthwash is suddenly excluded? I mean, I I'm sort of with you, Oscar, but mostly because like Fuck it out. my arsehole just feels like it's a it's a done deal
1: already. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I've given up out. on that thing years ago, years ago. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if if we're allowed to use mouthwash, then am I allowed to have baby wipes
0: on oh, my arsehole. to
1: supplement the uh, sandpaper toilet paper?
2: Oh, I see like
1: no, because love, love so a good essential. baby wipe put that, put some aloe on that shit like get the the unscented aloe covered ones ooh baby wipes are the best
2: yeah but you can't no because that's not the same because baby wipes the a baby um so <laughs> not part of it and b uh, you shouldn't flush them down the toilet as well so that's
0: true you know. yeah feels like it goes against the spirit of the question as well to just i don't know or like what are you saying immediately wipe after with a baby wipe yeah yeah, oh, so I, I suppose you could do that if Chuck can mouthwash after he's brushed his teeth with his finger. This which he's is what doing now yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, he's demonstrating it now. So yeah, really no, I'm doing... just,
2: no, I'm just trying to work out that no, yeah, it's still good, but I don't get because the that airport shitty toilet paper. A, it's not even like one ply; it's half a ply. So <laughs> there's a potential for just just <laughs> like you know, graphene. Just, well, a, just, just roll more. You just go straight through it. Straight,
1: you know straight. What I mean? Just and roll then it more. It
2: splits, and you get bits everywhere, and it's right. No, fuck that. I want fucking triple ply. I want that Andrex shit where it's like you're wiping your ass with a Labrador. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, You should work in marketing. I mean, that's just, yeah. I
2: mean, that's what I take for it. Why else would you have a super soft dog if it's not to say that using our toilet paper is like wiping your ass with a Golden Retriever or a Labrador, whatever it is. Don't do dogs.
0: I hadn't thought of that, but that is probably the implied notion that they're going for. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Next
0: question. Awful, <clears throat> awful business. Um, right, Mark Daffin, who is a Patreon, says... Sam, uh,
2: Sam Danby famously not, then. I'm guessing. No, but the reason
0: <laughs> I'm making... <laughs> I'm only making the distinction because Mark asked a question we have been asked before, and he says, I'm sure you've probably answered it in the past, but I'm just saying if a Patreon doesn't know it, maybe it bears answering again, but... And I'm uh, not above says, a rehash. Yeah, exactly, we're not above a rehash. You chaps are pretty spread out geographically. How did you meet...
2: Well, we met and then we fucking hated each other. So we left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all we all were in the same room one time. Yeah, we went. Fuck this ever happening again.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, let's let's do it again. We were we were listeners to a fantasy football podcast. This is when Oscar used to enjoy fantasy football.
1: Nope, uh, untrue. I never enjoyed it. I used to just care about it.
0: Wow, that is a that is a level of self loathing that I'm just, I'm so I would love to achieve.
1: <laughs> Bro, you're English. You've achieved it. Don't worry. You're just not <laughs> yeah, aware. That's
0: true.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. So we used to we were all listening to the gaffer tapes and uh, literally just sort of uh, met on Twitter. I think via that. So it's as it's as simple as
1: that. We were all Patreons of them too, right? At some eventually, not yeah, at yeah. first, right away, but yeah. You spent about two years flirting with each other, being like, we should start a podcast. We should start a podcast. Wouldn't it be funny if we started a podcast? And then finally the World Cup was approaching and and we were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's actually do this thing. Let's figure this out. How does this work? And, uh, you know, 112 episodes later or whatever. And
2: fuck if I was editing it, editing it and Ian said he was a producer. I so...
0: said he was a producer. There seemed to be an element of doubt in there. That's yeah. It's so harsh.
2: I then did my research and found out you weren't.
0: <laughs> i fucking produce it what would you want it comes out
1: he's got buttons now you Chuck.
0: talk and roughly four days later it comes out <laughs> what do you want um and another patreon you can get involved on patreon.com slash miles for and i think this bears mentioning it actually for just two dollars a month you can join the slack and that's probably one of the best benefits i think probably constant yeah. access
1: just lots of pictures of like food <laughs> All the time, pretty much, yeah.
2: Yeah, to be fair, it is a lot of... And it seems to be more at the weekend that you'll get a foray of, (laughs) yeah, I'm cooking this, and it's just a big one-upmanship. It's a lot
0: of... (laughs) That is true, actually, yeah. There is definitely a sort of weekend uh, competition, in a way, to see who can uh, Mm. produce the best food. Mine's always a curry on a Saturday.
2: Yeah, I had two roast dinners last week, so there you go. Good work.
0: work. But Andy Andy is from Sutton. Asks, um, <laughs> if you were to form a tribute band, uh, who would you be a tribute to and what would your name be?
2: Christmas. We'd be a tribute to Christmas.
1: Yeah, we would just be a <laughs> Christmas band for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, you two have decided this already. We're just a uh, tribute to Christmas. Come on. Two big reasons, two big loves, and things we're passionate about. A, we all love Christmas. B, we all love doing the minimum work possible. And so therefore you only have to do it around Christmas time and like Michael Bublé, you come out of hibernation to signify the beginning of the festive season and then you go away again and you can go about your life for the other 10 months of the year. Didn't expect there to be such a definitive answer to this yeah, question yeah, yeah. but it's so obvious.
1: Um I'm obviously on the drums, right? Cuz I'm a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys both kind of dabble in various instruments. What would uh what would you each play? Let's uh let's sort out our like roster our lineup.
2: Can we not just all
1: play drums? No,
0: the, what, drums are the one thing I've never, ever been able to play to any standard at all. It's It upsets me so much. Most things I've been able to pick up and get a crappy tune out of relatively quickly. Drums, anything beyond the most basic beat at 90 BPM, I cannot do it. <laughs> I'm so bad, so bad at drums. Just independent rhythms with four limbs. It's not happening. It's, it really annoys me. Almost as much as Ollie Watkins' penalty.
1: There you go. Okay, so Ian is not on the drums. I'm not on the
2: drums, no. I'll
0: be like Bez. I can be on the maracas.
2: Yeah, well, that was that was my idea, that we'd just be like Stomp does Christmas. We just oh, all have okay. drums and, and assorted okay. items. But...
0: I'll be on like... I'll, my cup of tambourine, I'll be on that.
2: <laughs> but if it, was a, if, if it was an instrument that you could actually play then
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm a... Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, Chuck,
1: he's refusing to answer this question. No, I refuse just...
0: to answer the question. I mean, uh, so vegan's you... on the Mixing okay. desk. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's jobs. exactly why I became what I am, Chuck, because I went to university <coughs> thinking I'll be a fucking genius songwriter, blah, blah, and then got there. Everyone was better than me, so I was like, okay, I'll just press record.
2: Pick a lane. And you're still <laughs> doing it. You're still doing it. I bet they fucking aren't, are they? Uh, <laughs> they probably got jobs in marketing. <laughs>
1: I know what we should be then. If Ian's on the mixing board, I'm on the drums. Chuck, you're presumably on just guitar and other instruments.
2: Nice, Theremin. Theremin!
0: <laughs> oh, love that. Yeah. That is Chuck all over. Just
2: picks the most deliberately obtuse instrument: drums and Theremin.
1: Drums and Theremin. There you go. Um, a classic duo setup, just yeah. like the white stripes, yeah. except that if we're doing Christmas music, maybe we could be the white Christmas stripes. <laughs> Or Jack White Christmas. I
2: don't know. So, wait, and then you'd be the stripe? Because <laughs> we're certainly the white. Yeah, You're
1: the white, like- we're both the <laughs> Christmas, and I'm the stripe. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll be on keys, rhythm guitar, lead guitar, bass, uh, accordion, lead vocals.
2: Uh... <laughs> I'm on the theremin. You're <laughs> on the
1: theremin. There you go. <laughs> He just
0: plays Doctor Who. (laughs) Over
2: everything. It's the only pyramid thing I can think of.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs)
2: There
0: you go, then. White Christmas stripes.
2: Next, next question.
0: There are no other questions. I'm going to go on to the bluffer. <laughs> Yay!
2: Well, that's questions. that's questions. It yeah, it got, it's kind questions. Of questions. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, name the instruments that Ian will play alongside <laughs> Chuck theremin in the White Christmas Stripes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll be a future question, definitely. Okay, so the current standings on the bluffer are Chuck with two, Oscar one, me with one. It's my turn to host so the point is going to go to either chuck or oscar uh, oscar because you are losing uh, compared to chuck you can have your choice of question one two or three and you will have the first bid
1: uh i would like triangle please triangle
2: represents three in oscar world
0: yes i, yeah. I understand the,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the uh, i accused you of being deliberately obtuse chuck i'm sorry
2: but it's <laughs> triangles isn't it mate <laughs> Clearly. They're not um, all born equilateral. I can't be
1: obtuse because my initials, Oscar Puente, exactly are an anagram for acute person. So I can't be (laughs) obtuse because I'm acute.
0: I made an absolutely hilarious angle joke about sixty episodes ago, and oh, I will fucking. I knew
2: this
1: would
0: happen. I've you been sitting on this for about sixty episodes. I was furious at the time at how.
1: At the time, Chuck, you hear that he was furious at the time. Yes, he
2: was oh, he's still one of my favorite. It's
1: been like two years, dude.
2: I can't... You iced
0: me on a brilliant joke. I
2: bet he was scaling the walls. (laughs) Very good. Okay, I'm back in. (laughs) Right. Okay, right. It took me 60 episodes to get that joke (laughs) we Been waiting for it to come round. 180 degrees.
0: (laughs) Don't take all the ankle jokes. There are 14 answers to this. Oscar, your first bid over all nine films in the franchise... There are 14 Star Wars characters who have more than 45 minutes of screen time. So how many of those 14 characters can you name?
1: So basically the 14 most on-screen characters in Star Wars. I'm going to start off with...
0: Yeah, cool. Reword it. Seven.
2: Uh...
1: Nine? Ooh. Ten? Eleven? Well, you're pushing me up to 14, oh, aren't you? I'm liking
0: you? this. I'm liking
2: this.
1: Um... See, this is one that, like, very much lends itself to just saying, like, one person that isn't.
2: Yeah. So, sort of like every round of the bluffing you've ever played.
0: (laughs) You've ever
1: ever
2: played. Very
1: much
0: lends itself to just
2: not giving a wrong answer. (laughs) Oh, Ollie
0: Watkins has scored. Anyway.
1: Has he really? (laughs) No! No!
0: Yeah, they're checking it for offside, but I think it's going to be okay. No!
1: Ian, (laughs) uh, clarifying question. No. No. Yes. If, like, for example, the character of Obi-Wan, right? Mm-hmm. He was played by two different actors over the course of the nine film it's series. It's a character. Yeah. yeah. Fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's such character
2: a... screen time, yeah.
1: Okay, perfect. Uh, then I will go 12.
2: And I will let you have it, because I would just guess lots of names. <laughs> okay,
0: Oscar, I'm going to ask that you go slowly.
1: Okay, now I do have one last clarifying question, just... <laughs> He's the caveat. <laughs> Ooh. Without giving this necessarily as an answer... Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader presumably would both be on that list. Do they count as one or do they count as two?
0: They count as one. I would not penalize such a thing. I would not be so churlish.
1: All right. So then I will say Anakin slash Darth Vader is probably the top.
2: Oh, that is a treat.
1: Han Solo probably is next because he has his own movie and is in two trilogies.
2: He said nine, though he did say nine films.
0: The nine fi- the m- nine main films, not the. Um, yeah.
1: so, oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm still yeah, going to say Han because he's going to be yep. in there. Yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Uh, Rey Skywalker slash Palpatine. Spoiler alert. Uh, Obi Wan. Um. Ian's just
2: got a keyboard. He's not even doing the soundboard. <laughs> he's
1: just. <laughs> uh, Chewbacca. Princess Leia, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Oh, I said go slowly. Sorry.
2: He shits at Rhythm. He shits at Rhythm and music. <laughs> he can't do it. That's nine, I think we How many do to. I need?
1: F- three more?
2: Three more, yeah, you went 12. Okay,
1: um, let's go to New Trilogy. We got Finn and... Sorry, give me the ding for Finn. Thank you. Um, Kylo Finn Ren D- slash Ben Solo... Same character, two names. Um, And I need one more, right? Yeah, yep. one more. From the prequels... Oh, Padme.
0: There you go. Well played. Oscar gets the point, and Ollie Watkins' goal was offside.
2: Oh. Hooray! So <sighs> it doesn't matter, you beat me anyway. Who were the other two? Who were the last two?
0: Poe Dameron. Yep. And uh Emperor Palpatine.
1: Palpatine, okay. I would have gotten Poe. I don't know that I would have said palpatine as the 14th most yeah. or whatever yeah. and
2: to be fair from like knowing star wars those are kind of the 14 units but like there's none there's no big ones that you would expect to be in there that weren't
0: yoda, yoda. comes just yeah comes just yeah. underneath the 45 yeah yeah
1: yeah I suppose. that's kind of why i was worried about palpatine too is because he's in he obviously looms large as a character but he's in limited number of scenes the same way yoda is like he's not it's
0: a, he, he's a remarkably sort of small number of minutes isn't it like for instance palpatine is 49 minutes across the whole nine Ooh, films he
1: barely made it okay
0: you know even i mean yeah and
1: he's in all nine like he's actually around well six plus one
2: yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so seven
1: <laughs> um do you count snoke as a palpatine no never mind anyway moving on thank you for a star wars category i appreciate that honestly <laughs> yeah.
2: What are you trying to do to me, man? Sorry,
0: Huff. Look, I think you'd have had more than a chance if you had taken that question on.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Um, Okay, though, Chuck. uh, So we've got questions one or two left.
2: I'll, I'll take one.
0: Question one, and it's your first bid. So there are 21 answers to this. This is Robin Williams films that grossed over $100 million worldwide.
1: Jesus. Twenty one.
0: There's twenty one. Yeah.
1: Four.
0: Four.
1: (sighs) I don't like this category even a little bit. um It's a tough one. Five. Uh, Six.
0: Any advance on six?
1: I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of like. I can't even think of that many Robin Williams movies, Mm, let alone which ones were like the most grossing. Honestly, Chuck, I think I'm gonna let you have it at six.
2: Okay, Chuck. So you got six. I really wish you hadn't said five, because <laughs> I had five. Uh, Aladdin. Good morning, Vietnam. Mrs. Doubtfire. Patch Adams.
0: Nice, nice pull. Two more. Flubber. Lovely job.
1: Oh, <laughs> you lucky! I wasn't sure if that was going to be more. in One more. Oh, Jumanji. Jumanji, job done. Oh, nice.
2: It's just the best feeling in the world, considering I lost all of them to you fucking last week as
0: well. <laughs> so he was also in the sequel, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, he's in all three nights. Was night- he? Yeah. I
2: fell asleep in that film. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all three Night of the Museum films, uh, Happy Feet 1 and 2. Uh, Happy who- Feet? Yeah. Huh. Hook, did you say hook? Yeah, I think you did. Um, well,
2: I had that in my oh, head actually. yeah, hook, that. Yeah. yeah. Rufio! <laughs> Spoiler um, alert. <laughs>
0: dead. Oh, don't. Um, robots, Dead Puppet Society, Artificial Intelligence, Goodwill Hunting. Bicentennial uh, Man. No, not on the list. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. right, <laughs> you knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't, no didn't...
2: It's, only, it's it's like one of those things where I go I can't think of a single Robert Williams yeah. film <laughs> no you just you say all of them I'm like <laughs> yes those are films
0: <laughs> uh, The Birdcage uh, Lee Daniels oh, bird The cage Butler Oh Birdcage was over
1: the 100 million mark That's one, that was on my list of like Oh, right,
0: yeah it was over the yeah Lee yeah. Daniels The Butler don't know what that is uh, Nine Months and Insomnia complete the list so it's one all okay right this bear with me on this one but good. no, it's fine. This is... I just want to make sure you're clear on what this is. So there are 20... Oh, well, answers have
2: 17 to ask, ask seven questions. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there are 20 answers to this.
1: Okay.
0: This is players who have scored three or more hat-tricks in the Premier League. Oh. But I will... I've sort of caveated it myself to just balance it out a little bit. The last hat-trick they scored has to have been 2005 or later so we take out a lot well. of earlier yeah sorry Jack, but i just wanted to balance it for oscar so players who have scored three that. or more hat tricks in the premier league the last hat trick that they scored being 2005 or later there are 20 players how many can you name oscar
1: i'm gonna go with four start off bidding low four
2: bidding low Chuck's <laughs> <don't. It's> like <laughs> name <'em. laughs> Um, uh, six? <laughs> did well with Robert Williams, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Okay, i got seven. Since 2005.
0: Well, yeah, I've, I've excluded any player whose last hat-trick was before 2005.
2: Ah, okay, so you could have had your last hat-trick in 2006. Or 2005, yeah. For example, yeah. okay. But yeah.
1: all of the other ones came before then, and that would be fine? Last hat-trick, 2005 or later. Eight? Look, um, look pump face <laughs> See, I don't want you to get the week because I gave you the category.
0: <laughs> yeah you've got a real like pride thing about that, haven't
1: you? <laughs> well, i need the point, right? like if Chuck's up three one one then that's bad for both of us.
0: Well, yeah, but why does you take in on the category? Well, look, I won't let my tactics cloud what you? <laughs> What you want to? Yeah, no,
2: your tactics are just once someone says a number, nah, run, you got it. run, run out the way.
1: Uh, what did I say? Nine.
2: If you're bidding, yeah, nine.
1: Nine. Okay. Yeah, nine.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not touching that. Yeah. Like me, I've run that up way more. All of it. Fuck <laughs> All fucking of fucking it. it. All of it. I was punks. trying to
1: get you to 10.
2: There is only one player I know for sure, and the other one was disqualified by the 2005 years. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: come on. Okay. Well, okay. So, so I'm you've nine, right? get nine. Okay. I know for sure that Aguero has the most hat tricks ever. That is my one.
0: Do you want to know how many? 17. <laughs> no, not quite. 12.
1: Jesus. Yeah,
0: that's insane.
1: 12 hat tricks?
0: 12 hat tricks, yeah. It be, it be, That's insane. It, that is four hat tricks above the second place.
1: Oh, players. Okay. All right. Well, Eight, eight more, bitch. Uh, Harry Kane does hat tricks all the time, so I'm gonna say Harry Kane. I'm gonna say Wayne Rooney because I know he was prolific. Van Persie.
2: So far, Ian's really annoyed that he hasn't had to press the other button. I was
0: just thinking, Chuck, if one of them doesn't get something wrong,
2: I'm gonna fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it took me literally seconds to add that.
1: Um, didn't Suarez get three in a season?
0: Are you asking or are you telling?
1: Suarez, Suarez. <laughs> yes, a, I, a I a think he lane. did three in a season. Actually, but.
0: five. You need four more. Oh gosh.
1: Um, who else does a lot of goals? Oh, I'm taking a chance here that he left before 2005, but I'm going to say Thierry Henry. Okay. Uh, who else done did a lot of goals in my time? Um, how many more do I need?
0: You need three more.
1: Three more. Okay. Fernando Torres? Good. Fuck. Okay. Two uh, more. Didier Drogba? One, One more. And, uh... Shit, I'm trying to remember how many hat-tricks Lampard had. Yeah. Lampard did three. I think he did... Five hat-tricks total, three in the Premier League for us.
0: Again, is that your answer?
1: <laughs> yes, I'm saying Lampard. Yes, I am saying Lampard. <laughs> I'm going down with the ship if it's not Lampard. No! Oh, <laughs> hey! Well played. Okay, two uh, more guesses. Lampard more did indeed
0: have three Premier League hat-tricks.
1: There you go. Uh, two more guesses before I'm out. Oh, okay. Uh, Berbatov and Raheem Sterling.
2: Even just so you can press the other button, do you want me to say Alan Shearer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sterling. The, the 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 correct was for Sterling. Thank you for saying Shearer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have saved that for next week when you wouldn't have been able to press it press the buttons, you'd
0: no. I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to do an elaborate flag system for uh, you letting me know whether it's <laughs> correct or wrong next <laughs> next year next year next uh, episode uh, but could be next year <laughs> let me take yeah exactly let me take you through who we had that was a good performance by the way Oscar oh, that was Thank a you. tough category Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, Sergio Aguero, Aguero had 12 hat-tricks. Uh, you, you had three tied on eight hat-tricks. You got two of them. You got Henri, Kane, but Michael Owen uh, was the other one who got his yeah. last hat-trick on the 17th of December 2005.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't sure. I assumed that he had left before my time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no, it's, it was one there that I wondered whether you'd get. But yeah, Wayne Rooney, you've got Suarez, you've got Berbatov, you've got Van Persie, you've got... Then we get into four hat-tricks... Um, you got well we mentioned Sterling and you got Torres but there was also uh, Carlos Tevez Jermaine Defoe mm-hmm. and Yukubu.
1: Defoe got a hat-trick after all
2: 05 he was playing for Sunderland and the only person that could score goals
0: right let, let me shock you Defoe got a hat-trick in 2016 so yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> okay
1: yeah. he's fine <laughs> he's
2: still playing football as well <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, three hat-tricks for a fourth division Spanish side yeah. question mark
2: close enough Scotland
1: there you go. Same standard. Same so Start with And
0: uh, three hat-tricks was Adebayor, uh, Anelka, Ooh. Drogba, who you got, Robbie Keane, Lampard, who you got, and Lukaku, and Theo Wolcott.
1: Wow, Drogba was, <laughs> was closer to the cutoff <laughs> than I thought. And Nico made it also. I guess he played for forever. Anyway, yay, I got a point.
2: Yeah, Oscar gets the point. Another one that's annoying because there's no real red herrings in there. It was just... Pick players what done did score many goals, as Oscar so eloquently put it. Any uh, road. So that's 2-2-1. Uh, two, two, Brilliant. 2-0 up. Fucked it. Congratulations. Palace <laughs> runs in my blood. We move on to next week's fixtures. Friday, 4th of December. Uh, bloody hell. Uh, it's nearly Christmas. Oh, what a time we've had. Uh, Aston Villa versus Newcastle. Burnley, Everton, Man City, Fulham. But maybe Fulham win. Maybe Fulham win. Who knows? Yeah, new Fulham. Uh, <laughs> new Fulham. Old Man City. New Fulham. Old Castle. Uh, old Castle. New Chelsea. Sorry. Um, old Peterborough. West Ham. Fucking bullshit. Not Fulham. West Ham, uh, who are in the east of London, uh, and there is an East Ham and a West Ham, but no Ham.
1: <sighs> Question mark.
2: Yeah. There's Man Ham United.
1: It's just being cooked wrong in Ian's oven. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
2: Chelsea Leeds uh Stead, mm. West Brom Palace, don't bother, go out. Uh you you can then as well. You can go to a pub, specifically pick a pub that isn't showing football. Uh and then Sheffield United, Leicester, Spurs, <laughs> Arsenal. Oh, no one cares. Uh, North London Derby. No, no one cares,
0: oh, no. Derby, yeah.
2: No one gives a shit, Derby. Uh Liverpool, Wolves, and Brighton Ham Southampton. Some football will happen. All on the T V balls sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit uh, thank you very much for listening thank you for being a part. love one another be big be good um, if you can't be good be bad and say goodbye Oscar
1: goodbye
2: say goodbye Ian Stimdog
0: if you can't be bad be a Patreon like Nate Whitten. please, please. he's a producer
1: please. and girlfriend and Havard. he's got a
2: girlfriend as
1: far thank as we know thank you very
2: much ladies and gentlemen take care bye bye fucking nailed it again